The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, and um, I have a really great show for you today. I'm so excited to talk to our guest. Um, so I'll tell you a bit more about her in a second, but I wanted to say thank you to my guests from last week. Um, we had Andy Lloyd from Barrick Gold Corporation. Uh, he was here talking about the stories that his company have start, has, has created in association with their sponsorship of the Pan Am Games um, that are taking place here in Toronto this summer. And we also spoke to Dorothy Engelman from Q media solutions and we talked about the power of using um, video for your business story and Q worked with um, Barrick Gold on their videos so highly recommend you check those out at www.barrick.com backslash Toronto 2015 so you can check that uh, episode out on the on-demand section of the Story Powered uh, Library, um, but please don't go anywhere just yet because I have a very special guest that um, you will want to hear this week. Uh, I'll be t- chatting with Karen Dietz from Just Story It, and we'll be talking about building trust and relationships with business storytelling. So just before that, we're going to do the story of the week, and I found this story that I thought um, really did help get us, um, get me kind of a li- thinking a lot more about trust and, and what it means, and especially as a leader going into an organization uh, or bringing about change. So here's the story of the week. A man was walking along the road when he fell into a deep, dark hole. He was distracted, probably texting, uh, so he didn't see it coming. He tried to climb out but found he couldn't. Over and over, he did the same thing and got the same result. He was truly stuck in that hole. So he cried out, help, I'm stuck in a deep, dark hole and I can't get out. A doctor was passing by and the doctor stopped and took a look at the man in the deep, dark hole. Not for too long, of course, because he's a doctor and he's very, very busy. And the man started leaping and jumping and shouting for the doctor, help me, help me. So the doctor pulled out a pad of paper and wrote the man a prescription for some anxiety medication and tossed it down the hole. The man's heart sank. Soon after... A priest stopped and peered down the hole. Thank goodness, the man cried in relief. Save me, please. The priest paused and wrote the man a prayer and threw it down the hole. He said, good luck, and then walked away too. So about that time, the poor man had given up all hope. He was thinking, I'm not going to get out of this hole. He'd he'd even stop trying. So... um, as he was standing there thinking, what am I going to do next? I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I can do anything. I think I'm stuck here. A man jumped down into the hole with him. What? The man who was standing in the hole for so long could not believe his eyes. 
Why did you jump down? Now we're both stuck here. The other man calmly said, Don't worry. I've been here before, and I know the way out. So if we ever think about that story in terms of trust and how we build trust with people, and um, I thought it was just a really great intro to today's show, and we'll talk about it a little more later, but it's there's something about being a leader and, and about tone and about how we bring people along. Um, but in order to do that, we do have to build trust and develop great relationships. So I'm so delighted to have an expert on that here today. Um, Karen Dietz is a 20-plus year veteran in business storytelling, and she is one of the originals in the field. Karen represents the best in both academic training and the art of performance storytelling. Her motto, motto says it all. If you want results, just story it. Karen is the top global curator on the topic of business storytelling at www.scoop.it backslash just hyphen story hyphen it. So scoop, scoop it, just story it. And I can tell you that um, I love, I'm linked in with Karen and I love her post. She's an amazing curator. She's also the author of Business Storytelling for Dummies. So Karen's background is she's the former executive director of the National Storytelling Network in the United States, a national association of 2,400 performance storytellers. Her mission during those three and a half years was to grow, develop, and expand the influence of storytelling. For six years, she was also the program director, then chair, of the Story in Organizations Community of Practice, which helped establish business storytelling as a field of work both here and abroad. And Karen's business is uh, Just Story It, as mentioned earlier, and she actively trains executives. And we were just talking about the fact that she's um, training an online MBA program in storytelling, too. So, um, Karen, I'm so glad to have you. Welcome to Story Powered. Oh, hi, Leanne. It's so great to be here. Good for you. And, you know, we've been talking about this because happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody, and to you, Karen. And um, Karen and I... um, we were kind of joking about having green beer um, <laughs> in celebration, but it's 10 o'clock where you are, and it's 1 o'clock. I think that's that's green beer time in, in Toronto. Um, <laughs> I think you can get away with it on your end. I think I can. I won't ask if you have some, though. I'll, 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 have leave, I'll leave that mystery. I have my favorite green mug. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so tell us a, a bit more about you, Karen. What's your story, and, and how did you get to where you are now? Oh, well, you know, as all stories go, there's there's a bit of a journey to it, but uh, to make it a short one, uh, I think it really boiled down to one of those moments around the year 2000. It was just one of those head slap moments, you know, like the commercial of the VA commercial where you said, oh, yes. oh, I could have had a V8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had one of those moments. And I'm uh, sitting in the cafeteria of, uh, it was down on Wall Street. It was a large bank. And I'd been working along with my partner, um, had been working with the IT department. Uh, information technology department. And so we had, you know, like about 1,200 folks that uh, we had been working with. And so we're all packed in this cafeteria, and it's in the morning, but, you know, the the smells of lunch being made are kind of wafting through everything. And we were there because we had just spent over a year looking at the organization and how to improve its culture. 
So that involved assessments, recommendations, uh, uh, strategy planning sessions, implementation plans, you know, the, the whole works. And so that takes a lot of time and money to get that done. And we were at the point now where everyone was in the cafeteria along with the senior executives, and these executives were lined up uh, on, on stage uh, at the front of the room, and we were launching, launching the project. And as the executives are sort of standing up and talking to everybody, uh, they're just kind of going on and on, and I noticed the reactions of people around me um, who were sitting around me in the audience. And, you know, some people were sort of um, texting, others were whispering to each other, a couple others were nodding off, and I just got this sinking feeling in my stomach, and I, I'm going, oh, my God, you know, this is going to fail. I, I just had such certainty about it. And I realized it was because not one of those executives standing up front talking was sharing a story. Oh, right. It was yes. all data, talking heads kind of stuff. It was just boring. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that was my aha moment because I knew for sure, okay, this project is going to fail. And I thought, oh, my God, we had spent so much time and money. And that, that was a crime to waste so much time and money. Absolutely. I mean, oh, just yeah. blew me away. And from then on, I decided, okay, that's it. Never on my watch again. Right. Nice. Is that going to happen? And wow. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I kind of took stock, you know, as, as we all do, you, you know, what have I got to bring to the table? And I realized, well, I had all this academic training in storytelling. I've been trained over the years by some of the top performance storytellers. Um, and I'd been in business for quite a while, and I had been working with senior executives. So I go, oh, this is a nice little set uh, of talent. The only thing that I was missing is for that particular engagement is that I wasn't the person doing the sales, right? So it was hard, even right. though I, I might have had some awareness, oh, yeah, these folks needed storytelling. It, it just wasn't going to happen. So anyway, that, that was a big shift for me. And I reinvented myself uh, away from doing, you know, just straight corporate change work over into just working with executives around building their storytelling skills so that they wouldn't leave money and opportunity on the table all the time, and uh, they would be able to increase their impact and their influence and, of course, then their, their income, the bottom line, uh, through, through the power of storytelling. So that, that's what I've been doing. That's great. I like, and I love that story, um, the story of the executives, because we've all been there, both in the audience and also standing at the front at some point. Um, even those of, those of us who love story, I mean, like you say, part of it, we have to come to the kind of realization of, okay, this isn't working. How, how can I get my message across? But so many people, it's so funny. They do all that work to come up with all the things that they want to change. And then they just, kind of let themselves down in the communication of it. That's right, which is one reason I love teaching my MBA students. Yeah. And it's, 
It is, you know, broadly called managerial communication, but it is all really about how do you tell your story in various applications in your career and in your work life, and how do you how do you improve your ability to communicate and communicate well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about, so, so you've, um, so that's how you got started. Um, but you've obviously done lots of, of things in the storytelling world. But I wonder, can you tell us a little bit about your curation? Because that's a little, um, you know, no, not a, little, a lot different from a lot of folks um, who are working around communications that you actually go out and find it. So tell us a bit about Just Story It. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I, I think I have always been somebody who is uh, ahead of the field or on the, uh, doing cutting edge sorts of things. And I, uh, I mean, back when I was working in business, before I came out of the closet, so to speak, and, and really just focused on storytelling, I was doing a lot of storytelling uh, in my work, but I couldn't call it that, right? And right. so I, I was way ahead of um, the marketplace and where where we are today, and I think uh, curation is sort of another example of of that. And I've been doing curation for about three years, uh, three and a half years actually, and it's still getting traction in the world of marketing and and content creation and. Uh, content promotion, uh, and uh, I've just had a wonderful time with that. I, I started it because I had moved back to San Diego, where we had my husband and I had left the area for a few years, and so I had to reestablish my business. So I needed to create more visibility, and I noticed as I was doing you know, research on the web or looking at, at articles that people were posting about business storytelling, I was noticing that there were some really good pieces out there and then there was also just a lot of junk. And I'm kind of going, how are people going to know the difference between what's good and what's not good? And I've always, always been about improving and increasing the quality of the practice of business storytelling. And uh, so I ran across this website called Scoop It. It's a web app, and it's designed for curation. And on a lark, I decided to try it out and see what happened. And I ran across other curators on that site who really taught me how to be a great curator. And what curators do is we scour the web uh, in our topic of interest. So mine's business storytelling. And we sift through all the stuff that's out there. We pick the best that we think would help our readers. And then we write a little review of the article. And we say, this is why I like it, or this is what to pay attention to in the article, or everything is great except this one point, so ignore that one. <laughs> uh, right. Or, you know, if, once in a while I, I run across just a really bad example. Maybe it's, I'm, I'm just cranky that day. And uh, <laughs> I say, okay, never, ever, ever do this. <laughs> you know? uh, and yep. so it's been really, really great, and I've had a wonderful reception, and uh, people use the curation now quite a bit for a variety of purposes. 
just to keep up with the field, to to bring storytelling practices into their business, whether they're a small business or a large enterprise or a nonprofit. Um, schools use it. Uh, people who are teaching storytelling and and business storytelling use it as a resource. So it, it's it's got a lot of different um, uh, uses. Uh, but I'm glad you like it so much. It gives me great pleasure. I feel like a detective, you know. Absolutely. Well, and that's why I like it because, you know, and, you know, for a lot of folks who aren't familiar with story, um, and even for those of us who are, what I like is the review. I like the, um, you know, because, again, you're building that kind of trust with your audience uh, in terms of, you know, being a thought leader around story. But also you, the the idea that you, you, cre- you do the review and guide people using your expertise to look at the article or the resource with a particular lens is, is highly useful because there is so much content out there now. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can actually go through a day and see – you know, three or four different articles saying exactly the opposite things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how do we know? Like, as as consumers, how do we know what, and, and I don't like to use the word right, but what, you know, the strongest um, content looks like. And so I think it's useful to have someone like you kind of, and, and thank you for wading through all of that mm-hmm. with your detective eye and kind of being able to provide a narrative for us on the content and, and, you know, and again, lots of people are very busy. So it's also great because people can kind of go, oh, okay, well, Karen recommended this. I'm going to read it. Oh, yeah, great. Thanks. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I would do a search on business storytelling and I'd get, what, three million articles and I would yes. collapse. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, so right? How am I going to make sense of this? And That's right. So, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that as a curator I can... Uh, help people weed through um, material and um, help them find really good stuff. Absolutely. And so um, if, they, if people want to uh, find you in terms of curation, where would they go, Karen? I, well, uh, the link is on my website on the homepage, so www.juststoryit.com. And... Uh, you can also just log on to the Scoop It platform at Scoop It, Scoop dot T, no, let me take that back, Scoop dot IT uh, dot com, and you can search for me. And I'm one of the top curators in, on the site, and so I should pop up pretty easily. That's great. And it's great to see that people are um, so interested because, again, it's it's – it's new, but it's old, and so um, it's nice to have someone with, with your long history and experience of story uh, being able to guide the rest of us to navigate those waters. So, oh, well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. storytelling yeah. is so rich, you know. It is. It can be it rich is. and deep. It could be thin and surface. It just, you get yeah. to pick, you know, where you want to delve into it, and so... I completely Hi. agree. And I'm looking forward... So we're going to go to a break now, but I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to... We're going to dive into... Um, looking at story sharing and, and Karen and I had a conversation about this. We, you know, it's called storytelling, but it's a bit of a misnomer because there's more to it than that. So uh, we're going to be talking about story sharing and building trust and relationship with story after the break. Um, so I'm Liam Pico and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America Business Channel. If you'd like to receive my monthly story blast, 
Uh, you can go to my website at www.verygoodstories.com. I'd love to connect with you. And as Karen Dietz, that's D-I-E-T-Z, has just um, shared with us, you can go onto her website at www.juststoryit.com or find her on Scoop It to um, take advantage of her rich and, and wonderful resources that she, she shares with us. So stay tuned, and we will be back in uh, just a, a couple of minutes to find out more about building trust with story. See you then. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What do business and sports have in common? Both are based on competition, and the goal of each is the same, to win. If you're in business, you need an edge over your competitors. You need to innovate and improve. You need to make adjustments to stay ahead of your competition. Tune in to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Get the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. The Business Locker Room airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. So, uh, I'm your host, Leanne Pico, and uh, before the break, I was chatting with Karen Dietz, who is the uh, owner and curator of Just Story It, and um, Karen also is the author of Business Storytelling for Dummies. And um, she was just sharing with me, which is very exciting. Um, Business Storytelling for Dummies is now a best-selling book. So congratulations, Karen. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's exciting. I know, um, I'm thrilled. So if we want to keep it on the best-selling and keep it going, you can get it at Amazon or on Audible. So um, audible.com. So please, you know, it's... it's um, I always like the For Dummies books because it breaks it right down. And, and uh, I think it's, it's a, a really useful tool for people who um, are just starting out and also for people who, who want to learn more about storytelling. So, um, so Karen, let's, let's move into the, the 
talk about trust and, um, we, you know, the whole thing around story is, is often people think it's really just about communicating what a leader wants people to do. And it's, and it's a lot more than that. So mm-hmm. why is story sharing an important trust and relationship builder in a business? I, because it builds relationships. And when we talked beforehand, when we were setting up the interview, I was sharing about, I don't even like the word storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I never like the word storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reason I don't like it is because when we say the word storytelling, it conjures up the image in our brains uh, of somebody standing up and telling things to people. Right? That's right. Telling. <clears throat> but storytelling in its highest form that is accessible to everybody, by the way, is to realize that storytelling is actually a co-created experience. And that storytelling is not about pushing our messages to people. And that's how often leaders relate to storytelling when they're first exposed to it. Okay, I'm going to be able to tell a story Stand up in front of everybody, tell them why, tell them what, right? Tell them about me or whatever, and all will be right with the world. Yeah. And they'll do exactly as I as I've wanted them to. Right. (laughs) And love me. And love me as well. Right, right, right. I will move (laughs) into action. They will all think the same. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the real secret to, to working with stories at the leadership level is to realize it is not about telling. Yeah. It is really about story sharing. But before we even get to story sh- sharing, it's not about telling, and story sharing comes later, what is in between? Right? And what is underneath both of those? And that is really story listening. Yes. And listening is actually the first skill. If you want to be a great storyteller, story listening is the first skill always to master. And what I mean by that is you're listening for stories that others tell, and you're learning from that. And then you're also listening for how you are telling your story and learning from that. So story listening is a really um, important part of the process. And when I first start working with an executive in coaching sessions, one of the first things I tell them is that, well, you're not really going to be doing a whole lot of storytelling. Maybe 20 to 30% of your time will be spent in telling. The rest of your time you're going to be engaged in story listening and story sharing. And they kind of look at me like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so I explained to them, you know, what the real value is of story listening and story sharing. So if you can listen to someone else's story first, uh, then you have earned the right to be able to tell your story in return. And, you know, we see this in conversation all the time, right? You tell a story, it sparks a story in me. I can't wait to tell you your story. That's right. 
And then it goes back and forth like that. Yeah. Well, that's the dynamic we want to create in leadership. Well, and also just, um, I, I think that's so right. And, you know, the other piece of it is is that I don't think telling the story is the thing that builds trust necessarily. Like you say, it's the story listening. And yeah. that's one of the things that, that is a trust builder, like you say, in any relationship, mm-hmm. is someone's ability to listen and to hear what you're saying without interrupting, without um getting defensive without trying to change the story you're telling is it's a big trust builder right it is because what we know about story is that as soon as you start telling a story or sharing a story you if you're doing it well a connection is automatically created yeah. uh, but that doesn't necessarily build trust right uh, so your point is very well taken uh, that it's in how you listen for the story and what you do after that, that builds the trust. Yeah, if you already have yes. a connection going, then you uh, focus on the trust, and then from there you can build a relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, as a leader, um, and I've, I've seen people do this, and it's, it's always, um, it, it's just terrible to watch when they think they're, um, you know, using story effectively and then they go out and listen for stories and then they hear things they don't want to hear, <laughs> especially from their employees who might be on the front line. And then they use that information either in a punitive way mm-hmm. or they say, oh, well, Joe said and um, use it in a way that exposes the person mm-hmm. um, rather than building on the knowledge and, and experience that they're sharing. That's exactly right. So story listening, I think I made this point earlier. I'm going to uh, emphasize it again. Yeah, please. It is learning how to listen to someone else's story and also learning to listen to your own story and learning from both. Yeah. yeah. So if you hear someone else's story and it doesn't necessarily agree with your you know, the way you see the world, that doesn't mean it's invalid. Right. So, you know, and, and one of the things that storytelling, an opportunity that is there in the story sharing experience is the building of shared reality. Right, yes. And so if you approach storytelling as uh, us versus them, you know, with that kind of mentality as opposed yeah. to, oh, let's understand, Right each other, mm-hmm. let me learn something, and you will learn something also, right, because we're sharing stories back and forth, then let's focus on a shared reality that perhaps can be created. Yeah. I, but to take a story and use it punitively, it goes against all good storytelling ethics. Absolutely. And that, and again, it just, I guess it, for me, it's an example of how, like you just emphasizing your point, which is just telling the story or even just listening to the story is not the trust building. It is what you do next with it. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I've seen people do it the, the opposite, which is, you know, just say, thank you so much for telling me that. Now, this is my, um, this is my experience of, of, of that particular situation. And how, like you say, creating a new reality. How can we work forward, um, you know, given your experience, my experience, and how can, how can we do something new together? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. I mean, I have to laugh. We're so focused in business on learning our customers' stories. 
Right. Yes, that's right. Me too. I I feel that too. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. Uh, what happens? You to got all these employees wandering around. Yeah, it's like what <laughs> happened to their stories? Why aren't they yeah. really as important? You know, there's yeah, stuff to true. learn uh, there also. And then we wonder why our engagement stats are so miserable. <laughs> Like, I always, it's so funny, isn't it? Because it is. And whenever it's reported, it, there is this shock and can't believe it. And then, you know, and then you wander over to, you know, look at how corporations are working and you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's such a hierarchy here. It, it is all telling and down, downward uh-huh. motion, right? Right. Now, storytelling, story sharing isn't going to... Um be the uh, magic pill that's going to cure all the ills of corporate culture or um, make everything wonderful. You know, I wish I could have my my, uh, wand, wave it over every organization that said, okay, now you are (laughs) blessed with story and and, uh, everything is going to be perfect. Uh, That doesn't happen. But storytelling is a core competence for organizations and learning to master story and all of its applications and the ins and outs of stories and storytelling and story sharing, creating shared realities, all of that stuff will definitely help. Yeah. So it is a a pathway uh, that can make a big difference. And what do you think, what is the impact for corporate culture? Because even though it's not a magic wand or a magic pill, it is something that is, I I think there is something that is required for for a business to venture down the story path Mm -hmm. in a way that is, um, you know, meaningful for everybody that can shift immediately a culture or shift a, a way of doing business, not completely, but but enable them to start thinking a little bit differently about their relationships mm-hmm. within the business. So what, what do you think the impact of story is on culture? Well, I, I think there are several different types of impacts. And one impact is that if really done well, storytelling creates the shared reality and strengthens corporate culture. You know, one of the kinds of stories that we look to um, highlight and promote uh, in an organization when we're working with stories are, are what's called values and action stories. Right. Or people's, people and results stories. And so there's the ability to, through story, show and demonstrate how people are living the organization's values. And we know that most values that we see or hear about in an organization is basically a laundry list that ends up as, you know, it's like a piece of wallpaper. <laughs> and uh, yeah. kind of there. Or a poster. Or, or a poster. poster. <laughs> yes. yes, teamwork. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no I in team. Huh? <laughs> There's no I in team, Karen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All of that stuff. But how is it actually happening in your organization? That's what inquiring minds want to know. That's right. Because that's, well, and that's and it often it is like, and that's the thing is that the the interesting thing is is that sometimes employees are wandering around going, ah, oh, I don't know why they keep asking us every year about the strategic plan or about our, and they you know on our intranet we have all those values, but the you know the people up top don't live them and. 
And how do they know that? Because no one's telling them about it. Right. And neither are they being allowed to share their stories about how it's happening. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it's like there's this whole cutoff in communication that happens. Right. uh, Because no one is listening for those stories or paying attention to those stories or retelling those stories. Right. And so um, values and action stories can be very, very powerful as a way to help strengthen an organization's culture. Also, recent research uh, has uh, come out that um, the, the, the best way to share a vision for an organization is through stories that use visual language. Right. So leaders often will say, here's the vision of our company. It's a nice wordsmith uh, sentence. Yeah. That when you say it means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Here again, there's another huge opportunity for leaders to learn how to express that vision as a narrative in a storied form so that it comes alive for people and people can experience that. And their inability to do that directly affects their ability to lead. Yes. Which means, again, that money and opportunity is left on the table. Absolutely, and 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 so is the, um, the the opportunity to connect with. I mean, again, um, you know, when we talk about the engagement rates, a lot of times uh, people aren't engaged because they have no idea what the bigger vision is, and you know, they may have seen a PowerPoint slide at last year's annual meeting, um, you know, and and there were directives that came through, but it it lands in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. When, it, when it comes like that. And so that's why, you know, as you say with story, the, the culture is the sharing and co-creation. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, for me, they would have started creating the vision with the stories. way back, Like they would have started hearing stories in order to create the vision. Right, right, right. And here's a big mistake that uh, many companies make. And I heard this story s- several years ago. And um, a uh, large company wanted to um, get its story down, right? Wanted to know what its story was so that they (laughs) could, you know, promote the organization and do all that kind of good stuff. So they hired a company to find a story and articulate that story for them. So the company did some really good work. They went in and they collected all of these stories from, like, all up and down the organization. So many people uh, offered their stories, gave their stories, told their stories to these researchers. And then the researchers went away with all of that data, all of that collection of stories that they had gathered. And they sifted through them all and then kind of uh, created what, 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 I, what I call an uber story, you know, like the grand, yeah. the grand right. story, the, the distilled yeah. story from all right. of that. Uh-oh. And they came back to the uh, senior executives and said, okay, here it is. And the senior executives looked at, it all, looked at it and said, hey, hey, it looks good, sounds good, we like it, right? So then they launched that story into the organization. And rebellion ensued. Mm. Because... Well, this is what people were saying when they heard the story. It's just, that's, not, that's not the story I told you. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
That's, yes. that's not what I said. That's not, that doesn't reflect what so-and-so said, or that doesn't reflect what so-and-so over there said, right? Right. So the, 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 the employees could not see themselves in that yeah. rarefied, distilled story. It had no meaning for them. It had no connection to them. Right. And as a result, they were going around sharing about the experience that they'd had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a and, whole new story being told. Right, and they said, oh yeah, we've been storied. <laughs> and you know, and it's so, I, I, I mean, that's always, um, I spent a lot of years working around consultation and, and that's, I would call that the consultation killer. It's like, listen to people's stories and then create something, an amalgamation and, and um, you know, kill their stories by not using their words, by not using their, their many different viewpoints to, right. to share. Cause, and then, and then next time you go and you ask for their story, they're no longer available. Oh yeah. They're saying, nah, I did it last year. You know what? They didn't even listen. Right. They didn't even listen. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I share that story because sometimes understanding what you shouldn't do helps us understand the power uh, and opportunity that is available to us if we do it right. Absolutely. So imagine you, what would have happened yes. if things had been handled differently. Absolutely. And, and I always say, you know, your employees are telling stories whether you know it or not or like it or not. Right. So, it's so true. And thank you for that. We're about to go into a break, but I think that's a great lead into the, the next um, segment of the show, which is where Karen will help us understand how to share, find and share stories in order to uh, create a better culture and build trust and, and great relationships. So it's uh, we're going to go for a quick break, and you're listening to Story Powered with Liam Picot and my guest Karen Dietz of Just Story It. If you want to buy Karen's book, best-selling book, actually, uh, Business Storytelling for Dummies, you can get it at Amazon or Audible.com. So don't go away. We'll be right back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Social media is growing at an astounding rate. In just virtually five short years, we have seen YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter take the world by storm. How do you effectively make social media work for you? Tune in to The Social Universe with host Kurt Wilhelm. We'll show you how to market your business or yourself to get ahead, especially in unstable economic times. We'll also discuss practices that you can apply to increase visibility and revenue as you unlock the mysteries of the social universe. The Social Universe is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, and I am chatting with Karen Dietz uh, from Just Story It about building trust and relationships with story. And we had a great chat before the break about um, the why of story sharing and um, there just some really great tips from Karen about um, some bits what not to do, um, but also about the power of sharing stories within a business and the importance of uh, listening and being seen to have listened and and that was a a really powerful point that we finished the last segment on so I just wanted to reiterate that because you can tell as many stories as you like and you can listen to as many stories as you like but if people can't see themselves in the in the thing that you've created in the vision or sometimes the plan um, there's a danger there so um, however we have Karen back we're going to talk about the how um, but Karen you have something to share with us yeah yes I have an Irish blessing for today Brilliant. Since it's St. Patrick's Day. And uh, so this is one of my favorite. And it is, may you be blessed with warmth in your home, love in your heart, peace in your soul, and joy in your life. Wonderful. An old Irish blessing. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, you know, that leads me on to, you know, we we were just talking in the break about... um, Karen, you know, you've been doing this for, for quite some time, talking about business storytelling. And, and I asked Karen if, if she still loves it. And, and, and you said? Yes, absolutely. I love it. And sometimes people ask me why. You know, why, what is it about working with executives and doing workshops and coaching and speaking that really continues to energize you? And I have to say it's because... You know, in our stories, in our personal stories, we all have little bits and pieces of wisdom to share about how to get on with life. I agree. How to live life a little bit better. And when you share your story and I share my story, then I get to hear your little piece of wisdom and I get to share my little piece of wisdom. Whether we recognize them or not, that doesn't matter. It's what's happening. Yeah. And as a result, we... You know, the, the sum is greater than the parts. And we get to experience life in a better way and at a deeper level. And what I see continually with my clients when we work on stories is, well, I really get to see their magnificence. Yeah. And they get to experience their own magnificence through the stories that they tell. And surely there's no greater blessing than that to Absolutely. be able to have that in your life uh, all the time and it's a it's such a buzz I, I don't know about you and even um you know for me it's it's an interesting thing because i uh working on the front lines um around homelessness and employment and mm-hmm. in the nonprofit sector for many years that's what i did i wandered around listening to people's stories and then sharing them with others to mm-hmm. bring about change in policy or legislation or things like that but it's so similar hearing the stories of of people who are on you know the edges of life and experiencing very difficult things and then now working with um business folk and entrepreneurs and and sometimes the stories are no different in terms of their feeling of vulnerability mm-hmm. and what i love so i love the the piece of seeing their magnificence and and sometimes you know it's just so cool for me to be able to reflect back their magnificence because mm-hmm. they're not 
maybe feeling it. But also that sharing of vulnerability is huge. It's huge for me. It is. And, you know, being a leader, it's lonely at the top. It's very lonely. That's right. And storytelling has a, it's a way for us to continue to connect to other people, to continue to experience our humanness as opposed to our role as a leader. Right. You know, that mythology that we create about leadership. That's right. And well, yeah, and also connect to the business. Yeah. Because often people they've they've gone so far up they forget what it is exactly that the business actually does. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to you know be innovative or come up with new ways of working when when you've lost that connection. Well, yeah, I don't understand how leaders can really understand their business if they're not going down and hearing stories from. Mm-hmm the very bottom of the organization. I mean, how, how do they get good information? When we know I agree. That when, when we know the information gets distilled as it goes up. So, you know, I, I just don't understand. No, and I, but I think that that's the answer, is they don't get good information. Right. Because the distilling is, and again, we as humans, you know, as it moves up through the layers of management, I mean, it, it gets changed. Oh, he doesn't want to hear that. I'll just say this. Or, oh, he might get mad if I tell him that. So, you know, it, there's a the distilling process is, is actually, it's worse than a, a game of telephone in a way, because at least you have, you know, when you're playing telephone, you, you, you can genuinely mishear things. But then if you're in a competitive culture, that has fear um, running around or people worried about their own jobs, then there's, there's actual intent to change stories. Right. And so what I train my leaders to do is to um, go down into yeah. the bottom of the organization and I, I train them on how to evoke stories. And how oh, nice. To I love that. For stories so that they get not only accurate information, but they get the human connection. And then they start building trust and relationship, and it just snowballs from there. Absolutely. I call that wandering. Mm-hmm. That's what I, and that's the thing is that if, if you don't have time to wander and listen, then, you know, what are you doing really? And, again, it's this, you know, culture of busy. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm too busy to go in and listen to people. But general, I, I think it's more based on fear maybe. Well, it's also, I think, based on, we're, we're trained that leadership is about directing. Right. It's top-down. Yeah. And when actually leadership is about influence. Uh, oh, I love that distinction. That's fantastic. So, so tell us then, how, so how do we find and share stories and, and build that influence yeah. within the business? How do we do that? Well, I think the first thing to learn is how to evoke a story, but then how to also listen for the story. And so we have to, I have to train people on both of those skills at the same time. Because it's not like one comes before the, another, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Currently. I'll just go practice this one first. Right, right. <laughs> so the, the, I talk about it in terms of learning the art of the question. So there are all kinds of questions we can ask people when we are searching for information, right? And oftentimes we'll ask, we'll want a story, but we'll ask for it in a way that doesn't get us a story. Right. We'll 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 say, 
oh, des- describe what you're doing for me. <laughs> or tell me why you like it here. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Uh, those, how I... Those, yeah. Tell us what those bring about, because to me, I'm thinking, okay, here comes the laundry list. Right, right, right. right. right? Uh, it's right. You get a description or thoughts or opinions, but you're not getting a story. Okay. And we know that a story is where you learn the most uh, from someone. When you get a thought and opinion, those thoughts and opinions are modified based on, you know, what the person thinks you want to hear. Right. And so those are not, those are interesting sometimes, but a story will get you a lot further. And so... We want to be very deliberate with the questions we ask to evoke a story and uh, so that our, we use story prompts. For example, tell me about a time when. Tell me what happened when. So there are a whole series of story prompts that are all pretty similar Uh, And if, from this radio show, if there's just one thing you take away, it's learn this phrase, tell me about a time when, or tell me what happened when, as a way to spark a story in someone else. Nice. And 90% of the time, you will receive a story. Okay. And uh, so it's very efficient. And oftentimes when you, when you ask a question uh, like describe what you're doing, right, you, you will get, as you said, sort of a laundry list, uh, but you won't get to the heart of the issue. Right. Absolutely. So, Karen, we have about two minutes left. I can't believe it's gone this fast. You're kidding. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> that flies when you're having fun. It totally flies. And, and uh, I'd love to keep going, but I think they might cut us off because there's another host waiting for us. <laughs> um, so we've got the art of the question. We've got the story prompts. And then when we get the story, what do we do with it as a leader? What's, what's your number one tip for when, when you've been able to listen for the story? I think what you need to do is retell that story, uh, but honor who told it. Ask permission yes. that you Love can it. tell it. And uh, so clear it with that person and then promote that person. They're the hero of the story, not you. Nice. Love that. Thank you. That's, that's just great. And again, that um, in terms of culture, um, again, it, it kind of goes against the competitive culture of claw each other to get to the top. And But that's the beauty of the story piece for me is that it is bringing the human, the more human piece to the to leadership, which is around sharing and around, like you say, I love the term honoring. Right. Because these folks are working like, no, you know, they're, they're working just as hard often and, and sometimes harder um, right. because they're, they're work, you know, they're spending all those hours working there, and why wouldn't we honor them by sharing their story? That's right. So for leaders, it's about being very clear about your intent. What's your intent for the story? How do you want to use the story? Um, stories are very, very powerful. They can be used for magnificent things, and they can, they can be used to harm or to heal. 
Right? Yes, absolutely. You get to choose as a leader which path you want to take. That's right. That's and right. being very conscious of that in all of your all of the story work that you do, and you will have great success if uh, if you you get trained properly and know how to tell a good story. Absolutely. Thank you, Karen. That's fantastic. And that's a great way to, um, for us to finish. So you can harm or heal, and you can look, um, make that decision. But uh, healing is, is, is one of the wonderful powers of story. So thank you so much, Karen, for being here today. Uh, my pleasure, Leanne. It was really a, a, a joy to be here. And I look forward to talking to you again. So thank you again to Karen Dietz of um, Just Story It and author of the best-selling book, Business Storytelling for Dummies. Just to remember that you can um, buy that book on Amazon or Audible and you can sign up for Karen's curation. I highly recommend it. If you want to know more about story, it is the place to be. So go to her website at www.juststoryit.com and make sure you can you come for next week's show and tune in when I talk to Mark Shank from Anecdote um, in Australia. Mark and I are going to chat about communicating strategy with stories. So we're going to build on our conversation that we just had with Karen. And then we're going to find out more about anti-stories in organizations, which I'm really looking forward to because uh, we can do all the best storytelling in the world. But if there's another story floating around that we haven't got to grips with, it can uh, actually really impact our ability to make any positive change. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. 